Welcome to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson. And I'm your co-host, Omari White. And we're excited to bring you insights from the decades of experience that we've both garnered in the financial services industry. And whether you're just starting out on your financial journey or looking to optimize your existing strategies, our goal is to clarify the world of finance and provide you with practical, actionable advice. And together, we'll explore a wide range of topics that will help you to navigate to your bright financial future. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson, and here with me is Omari White. Today, we're diving deep into episode 15, where we're going to talk about the silent saboteurs of investment success, behavioral biases. Those pesky little quirks in the human brain that can turn a solid investment strategy into a game of cat and mouse, I guess. We all have them. Yeah, and picture this. A younger, slightly gray-haired Omari decides to double down on a stock tip from a golf buddy. It's a sure thing, he says. Famous last words, right? Let's just say it was an expensive round of golf in more ways than one. We've all been there, right? And these stories and experiences, our topic today will be behavioral biases. And we must discuss them, right? Understanding the biases is the first way of making wiser investment choices. It's really setting the stage for future better investment decisions and really having your wealth not just grow, but thrive. And that's what we want for you. We know you're here to make the most of your hard-earned dollars and cents. So stick around and let's unpack the six barriers of your investment success and how we're going to be able to overcome them. We're not just talking theory here. We're talking about really giving you a full playbook to tackle these biases one at a time and head on. And get ready to be informed, have a few laughs, and most importantly, transform the way you think about money. Because here at Smart Wealth, we believe the best investment you can make is in yourself. All right, so let's unfold our map and pinpoint our first destination. So behavioral biases, what are they? In simple terms, behavioral biases are the invisible mind tricks that really lead even seasoned investors astray at times. That's right, Omari. They're like those optical illusions in finance. You think you're seeing a clear picture of your investments, but your brain might be playing tricks on you. And these tricks are not party tricks. They are deeply rooted in human psychology. So this is the type of trick that will have you cling on to a falling stock or sell a winner too soon. And now why are these biases such a barrier? Well, imagine you're trying to drive cross country with a smudged windshield. You might still get there, but the odds of a wrong turn are skyrocketing. It's true, right? And I mean, in the world of investing, wrong turns are missed opportunities or worse, real losses. So understanding and overcoming these biases is very crucial to leveling up your smart wealth. Exactly. Now let's do a sneak peek of that six culprits we'll be discussing today. First up, overconfidence. The bias that makes you think you're the next Warren Buffett. And then we have uh, herd behavior, and that's following the crowd right off the financial cliff. And then we have loss aversion comes next. That fear of losing money, sometimes so intense, it keeps you from making gains. And don't forget confirmation bias, where you're cherry-picking information that really just agrees with your pre-existing beliefs. And anchoring makes your list too, or our list too. It's when you tie your expectations to arbitrary numbers or past events. Yeah, and lastly, we have mental accounting. 
And this is like having your money in different jars and each of which has their own set of rules. Yeah, and we'll break down each one, share stories, and earn you with strategies to turn those biases into secret wealth-building weapons. Absolutely. All right, let's zoom in on our first behavioral bias, overconfidence. In the investment world, this is the superhero feeling that tells you, I've got this, even when maybe you've got a bit less of this than you think. And overconfidence is like adding too much spice to your favorite dish. And pinches of spice really lead to better taste, but too much will obviously ruin a good meal. So by the meal, I really mean a good portfolio. Exactly. It's when you overestimate your knowledge, underestimate your risk, and ultimately make decisions based on what you think you know, which might not be as much as you need to know. Yeah. And I mean, here's a good example of, you know, when you have had some success, some investment success, you've had one winner, two winners, you're up, uh, you know, a handful of winners. You inevitably think that your next investment is going to be a winner. And so you place a very heavy bet on your next risky, can't feel venture. That's an example of overconfidence. But as we know, the only can't fail venture is well diversification. You know, some people think it might learn the hard way. Yeah, well, I mean, how can we avoid these financial heartburns? Let's talk about strategy. First, have a limit, set a framework as to how you're going to make the decision between the limits of what you will do and when the prices and the various metrics point or provide information for decisions. It's not just about how much you know, it's about when you use that information, how you use it, not just what you know. Yeah, and diversify. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, spread them out different sectors and different investments. Yeah, and have some way of vetting your thoughts. Have a sounding board, a second opinion or an idea share with a like mind or with someone, another investor who uh, you know has these interests because this is a good way to be able to gain perspective. You know, a financial advisor, even us here at Smart Wealth, get those perspectives is key in really uh, increasing your success in investments. Yeah, and finally set up a system of checks and balances. Create investment criteria and stick to them. No matter how much you believe in a potential investment, if it doesn't meet your criteria, take a step back. Yeah, and that's really how you're balancing that uh, fine line between the confidence and the overconfidence. Having a plan, keeping a cool head, and quite frankly, having a diversified portfolio. It's really the bedrock of being able to plan smartly and having an investment strategy. And when you do that, you turn overconfidence into just confidence. Smart, measured, and wealth-wise. Yeah, well, it's time to talk about our second bias, uh, herd behavior. And this is the investment world's version of monkey see, monkey do, except we're not monkeys, and unfortunately, what we're doing is often following the crowd without even having any questions or any understanding about where the crowd's going or why they're going in that direction. Yeah, and herd behavior happens when investors follow what everyone else is doing, rather than making decisions on their own analysis or the fundamental value of investments. It's like when you see a line outside a restaurant and think, oh, that place must be good, but everyone's just in line for a free t-shirt. Well, exactly. I mean, the impact to the market can be huge. Think of the bubbles that we've experienced, right? The crashes and the booms. And historically, it is the herd mentality that's led to some of these infamous financial face plants. All right, Omari. Let's take them on a trip down memory lane, shall we? Remember the dot-com bubble? When the internet was the new frontier and it seemed like any bit of the dot-com in its name had the golden ticket. Oh, and then it was a virtual stampede to tech stocks. And then when the bubble finally burst and things were coming back, it wasn't just Silicon Valley that felt the aftershocks for years. 
Yeah, and let's not forget the housing market crash in 2008. The herd was buying real estate, prices were soaring. It seemed like a party would never end until it did. And the music stopped for everyone. Yeah, it's painful, le- painful lessons of history, folks. Uh, you know, how do we avoid you know being trampled by the herd? Start with doing your own work. Start with doing your own research. Invest in things you understand. You know, Warren Buffett's famous for, you know, sticking to his knitting. Like, you don't need to understand everything. You stick to where you're dominant and you're comfortable in your understanding and you deepen that with curiosity and, quite frankly, a little bit of homework. Yeah, make sure you set some ground rules too. Decide in advance how much you're willing to invest and stick to it, no matter what the herd is doing. Yeah, and I know it sounds like a buzzword diversify does, but it really is the financial safety net that will allow you not to fall off the cliff when everybody else is heading there. It really means that you know, take that all over portfolio view and that there are different parts to your portfolio that uh, zing and zang at different times. Yeah, and finally keep long-term perspective. Margaret's will go up and down. But remember, you're in this for the marathon, not the sprint. Yeah, and that's how you keep your head when everybody else around you is losing theirs. Don't be a follower, be an informed investor. Now it's time to shine a light on our third behavioral bias, loss aversion. This one's all about the pain of loss. It hits us harder than the joy of gain. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, the sting of losing 100 bucks is far sharper than the pleasure of playing 200 on the roadside, literally. So it really, it comes back to deep psychology, right? And it goes way back to our ancestral days as humans. And avoiding losses was key to survival. But in investing, it's a whole different jungle. Absolutely. And in the market, loss aversion can lead you to hang on to stocks, plumbing faster than a meteor, all because you can't stomach the idea of losing. Remember Blockbuster? Some investors clung on to Blockbuster, the sinking ship that it was, hoping that it would paddle back to glory. And as streaming giants and the whole wave and disruption was obvious that there was no turning back, some people held on to Blockbuster like uh, VHSs, VHS tapes in a digital world almost. It was crazy. I remember Blockbuster. My now wife and I used to rent movies every Saturday night from there. So how do we dodge this bias? First, by acknowledging it. Recognize the losses are part of the game. It's not about winning every round. It's about playing smart for the long haul. Yeah, and get systematic. You know, have a framework. Set loss, stop loss orders if needed. And it really helps the decision making to be more logical and not emotional. And remember, markets don't really have room for shoulda, woulda type thoughts. It's really planning and execution that makes market results successful. And diversify. It's not just stocks, bonds, real estate, maybe a sprinkle of crypto. It's your buffet. And a well-balanced plate helps soften the blow of any single loss. And again, have a panoramic view of your portfolio as a whole. If your portfolio as a whole is growing, it hurts less if an individual component is not doing well. If your portfolio is path for growth, it's like having a scratch on a car. If you're having a part of the portfolio not work, scratch on a car is not great, but the car still works fine. Yeah, and that's how you turn the tables on loss aversion. Take the emotions out of the equation and you take control of your investment destiny. Now let's focus on confirmation biases, which are like blinders on that only allow you to see information that actually helps you to support what you already thought. Yeah, it's human nature, really. We love being right, so much so that we often ignore evidence that doesn't align with our views. In investing, this means favoring news that support our stock picks and dismissing the rest. Yeah, I mean, imagine this, you know, you have energy drinks, eight, 
and you think it's the next big stock that's going to do well. So you gobble up every piece of information that supports this and you really scroll past anything that denies or confronts that idea. And that's a perfect example of having this bias. Or you're convinced that tech giant company can do no wrong. So you overlook the headlines of their legal woos. That's confirmation bias in action. And it's not doing your portfolio any favors. To break from the bias, you first need to admit that you have the tendency and that you might be prone to it. We all are, right? And it's really like checking the mirrors before you change lanes. You need to look, you need to have a full picture view. Yeah, then seek out diverse sources of information. Don't just read the news that makes you nod. Read the news that makes you shake your head too. It's all about balance. And here's a pro tip. Be devil's advocate, right? For every investment that you're considering, make a case against it. Sharpen your analyst skills, and it really might save you from a bad investment. Also consider forming an investment group or joining a forum. Bouncing ideas off others expose you to different viewpoints and help challenge your assumptions. And lastly, review your past investment decisions, good, bad, and ugly, right? Look for patterns. Did confirmation bias steer you wrong at any point? Learn from it and be a more astute investor going forward. And that's how you keep confirmation bias at bay. Be open, be curious, and be ready to pivot when the facts are steering you in the new direction. All right, let's talk about the fifth bias, anchoring. It's not about boats, but it's all about how we moor our financial decisions to a particular reference point, often the first piece of information we get. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, you know, you see a shirt that you like, it's marked down from $100 to $50, and you think that you're getting a great deal because you've anchored that price in your mind to that $100 number. But what if the shirt was never worth $100? Yeah, and in the stock market, it's very similar. Let's say you buy a stock at $100 and it drops to $80. You're anchored to that $100 price, and you won't sell until it gets back there, even if everything says the stock is heading to $60. Yeah, or the opposite, where you won't buy a stock because it's priced at $30, and it used to be, it's priced at $30, it used to be $50. You actually think that the stock is overpriced here, and so really, you're anchored to that $30 price, and you're unwilling to buy it for $50, even though it might have the potential to go to $100. Yeah, and anchoring can weigh down your portfolio, so how do we cut it loose? Start with recognizing it. Admit that the market doesn't know or care about your anchors. It moves on supply, demand, and a million other variables, not the price you paid. That's right. And reframe your thinking. Instead of asking, like, what does it cost? Ask, what is it worth? What is it worth now? And what could it be worth in the future? The current value and the current and the growth potential are far more important than the price you paid or the price you last saw. Yeah, make decisions based on data, not dates. Look at the latest earnings reports, market trends, and expert analysis. The more up-to-date your information, the less you'll be swayed by that anchor. Yeah, and have guidelines, have a framework as to how you're going to decide whether you're going to be buying or selling. And in advance, like how are you determining those prices that you would buy or sell? Like what are the metrics that you're looking at? Things, relative ratios like price to earnings or debt levels or profit margin. And really stick to those and not just the price that you paid or the price that you last saw. Yeah, by doing this, you're not just freeing up yourself from the anchor, you're setting sail towards better, more informed investment decisions. And as we journey through the final financial, uh, the final behavioral bias that affects our finances, let's decide for mental accounting. 
It's like mental gymnastics. Our, we separate our money into these different categories, and each of them have their own set of rules. Yeah, it's like having different jars of money on your shelf. One jar might be for a vacation, another for emergencies. It sounds organized, but it, when it comes to investing, this can lead to some pretty skewed decisions. Yeah, well, I mean, money's fungible, right? So a dollar is a dollar, no matter which jar you have, it you put it in or it comes from. Yet, if you hesitated to move money from savings to investing when investing markets when markets were doing well, well, that is a mental accounting play. Yeah, or let's say you treat a tax refund like a windfall to splurge with, even though it's really your own money in return. It could have been growing in an investment, but instead you're heading for a weekend in Vegas. Yeah, and those are all pitfalls, right? Uh, they're like potholes on your road to riches. I mean, you know, by dividing your money up mentally, you might underutilize your investments or miss out on some compounding growth. Yeah, so how do we combat this? First, view your wealth as a whole. Whether it's in your checking account, stocks, or under your mattress, it's all part of your financial empire. Yeah, and then have an order of priority, like prioritize your goals. Align your money with your objectives, not arbitrary categories. You know, because if growing your wealth is the goal, make sure your money is working towards that everywhere it can. Yeah, you also want to automate your finances. Use tools and apps that track your money across accounts. That gives you a bigger pictured view and helps break down those mental accounting walls. Yeah, and lastly, revisit your financial plan regularly. Life changes and the plan should reflect those changes so that it makes, it can help you, it can inform your decisions. You know, I mean, making a made sense money mental accounting last year may not make sense this year. It may have been appropriate for a period before, but might not necessarily be appropriate for the current period. Yeah. Embrace a holistic view of your wealth. It's not just about what each dollar is doing. It's about what they're doing together as a team to secure your financial future. Yeah. And with that, we've broken down all six biases and really you know, the barricades to your investment success. So overcoming these, you're not just going to be a better investor. You're going to invest wisely and more successfully. Yeah. And as we wrap up today's insightful journey, let's recap the strategies that can armor your, you against the six common investment biases. It's like a mental toolkit for your financial brain. All right. First up, overconfidence. Keep it in check by seeking out opinions and really diversifying your portfolio. Remember, confidence is good, but overconfidence can cost you. Then there's herd behavior. Avoid the stampede by doing your own research and sticking to your investment plan, not the crowd's moves. Loss aversion, this is a real portfolio pincher. Combat it by acknowledging that you have this emotional side of investing and set up a logical stop loss framework that allows you to cut losses early if that if need be. Yeah, and confirmation bias, they, that can tunnel your vision. Broaden your perspective by actually seeking out information that challenges your beliefs and plays the devil's advocate with your own decisions. Yeah, and anchoring. Anchoring can weigh us all down. So free yourself by focusing on the present value and the potential in, of investments as opposed to the price that you paid for it and the price that you last saw. And mental accounting. Remember, dollar doesn't care where it sits. Manage your money holistically, aligning your wealth with your financial goals. Now let's talk about some allies in the battle against these biases. Well, financial advisors and automated tools. Advisors are like seasoned generals who've seen many, many market battles, and they can provide that kind of objective viewpoint grounded not in emotion, but in experience and expertise. Right, and automated tools. 
They're like your financial drones, giving you that high altitude view of your investments without a fog of bias. They can help execute strategies like diversification and rebalancing without flinching. Yeah, and with, with these allies by your side and the strategies that we've armed you with, you're not just ready to face these biases, you're ready to conquer them. It's been quite a journey today, and I hope you have picked up some of the valuable tools to help you to build your bias-resistant investment strategy. And now we encourage you to turn the mirror on your own investment behaviors. Ask yourself, where might these biases be hiding in my financial decisions? And remember, self-reflection is a compass to guide you to more a smarter, more successful investing outcome. And if today's episode struck a chord with you, let it resonate further by hitting subscribe, following us on social media, and share this podcast with your fellow investors. Yeah, your shares, your feedback helps us grow and guide more listeners towards achieving their smart wealth. And until next time, keep investing, keep learning, and keep growing. Because as we always say here at Smart Wealth, the best investment you can make is in yourself. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and feel more equipped to take charge of your financial journey. Indeed, Brett. And remember, every step forward counts, no matter how small. So if you found this episode to be of value, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, share it with your friends, and leave us a review. We're also eager to hear your thoughts, questions, and what financial topics you're interested in for future episodes. Reach out to us on social media. You can find our links in the show notes. Because we look forward to navigating your future financial waters one episode at a time. So until next time, remember, knowledge is the greatest wealth. So keep investing in yourself until next time.